Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we are presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio. Good morning, guys. Oh, yeah. Sunrise over evening, New York. Evening blending right into daylight. Right into day. Did you not get to sleep at all? Who sleeps? It's playoffs. I slept. I slept. I slept. That's right. Once, uh, once I guess they were up about, ooh, they, they were up a good, I don't know, 18 points, something like that in the fourth quarter. I was out. I, I chose not to respond to, to Key's text. Key sends a video of last Denver. night watching the 76ers play. Yeah. Then he says, let's go Sixers. And then he goes, let's go Suns, literally at 9.50. And I was like, hmm, let's see how that works out for you, Key. No response. Why are you sharing what I say to you? Because you share what you say to me all the time. I don't share what I say to you all the time. I know. I just, I just, I just said you, that. You completely I'm glad you caught up. Just, yeah. Sorry. Just made it butchered that. That, just, that yeah, is not correct. That. Yes. That, that was inaccurate. You were correct. Um, what was I? Now my, I was about to say something, but I completely uh, – Dropped the ball on this one. Mm, anyway, uh, oh, I know. Max said he fell asleep. Which game? Late game, Key. Yeah, I, 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 I got the third quarter got me. Yeah, At that right. point, it was like, uh, you know, I, it wasn't go. It just wasn't go. Third quarter, as soon as it hit the fourth, I, I think they inbound the ball. I was like, it's, it's a wrap. You know when you find that? You know how you find out you're rooting? I don't know. Am I rooting for the Suns or Denver? It happens, I don't know. yeah. You have but but I found for. myself rooting for, for Phoenix, and that's why I think I stayed till I was like, maybe they can. And then at a certain point, I was like, nah, man, this, they're uh, not going to get this done. Yeah, I'm rooting for Phoenix because I'm still rooting for CP3. So I'm rooting for him, but not rooting for him to go to the championship and win it. I'm just rooting for him to get to the Western Conference Final because I want to see the Lakers play the Suns. I don't want to see the Lakers play the Nuggets. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm rooting for Jokic who had 29, 12 and 13, another triple double. 10 triple doubles in his 58 postseason playoff games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is That's putting up what I'm for. And every time he gives the team the business, I just I don't even say anything to you, Key. I don't even text you. I just, I just let it simmer. You know yeah, what? I let uh, it simmer. Man. You know what though, Phoenix, the reason I'm rooting for Phoenix, I think really is and key you talk about uh CP3 you know Even there's been so much there's been so I know right you just want to see him but there's been so much thought about like what happens if like uh you know KD and Steph meet in the conference finals or what if it's Jokic I actually think the series that's been undersold the most that would be the biggest deal is LeBron versus KD in the conference finals, right? Like, we have not spent as much time mm. talking about that possibility, which is the biggest, sexiest matchup you can get. Man, I want to see that happen. I don't know. I don't think it's happening. You know, Jay, Jokic happening. Is, there's no question Jokic Uh-oh. is. Uh-oh, here comes no, the slander. Look, it's not a slander. <laughs> there's no question Jokic has dominated all of those things. It just, the whole backing down and doing this to somebody to go, I just, it, it just, <laughs> It just you don't just, look right. I mean, it, it just looks so right. It doesn't it to me. So I understand right. it's effective and it's efficient. And he had 12 assists and he had a night. You know, like he just picks the ball up and throws it over people here. It's all, it, it looks like to me, you know, that kid when you was in school, Jay, he was seven <laughs> feet tall and everybody else was about six feet. And he just do stuff with the ball over his head. That's what I'm, I'm looking at. I'm like, I mean, but Key, look at these numbers: three hundred points, one hundred rebounds, seventy-five assists. There you go. It gets compared to the Big O. I understand. That's Oscar Robinson, it. who is I being compared it. to. That's crazy I, to me. And I this dude it. is seven feet tall with I get foot, it. 
like footwork like he's a guard. And by the way, Oscar Robertson had a big advantage over guards of his era because he was a big, strong guard. Man, the dude, the dude starts at the starts at the free throw line and then backs people down, bullying them. You know, then he's already. But that's at the only cup. one. No, 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 but Keith. Jay, he's to, already at the cup, so it's kind of like, man, you're supposed man, to do that. Up. No, he's not. Jay, it looks fresh to me because that's one of the things in his bag. But his bag got – I mean, he can hit it from the outside. He can control the game with his passing. He can bring the ball up. It just – I don't know. It just looked different to me. He's seven feet tall. His eyes are at the rim already when he's hitting the jumper. It's just like he's he's at the carnival – Shooting the ball like that, I look. See, but, but like key, look arc. at the look at the arc, man. I mean, uh, the arc like on the shot is just unique. The, the footwork, he, like he the footwork, is probably it, it's it keeps reminding you of Arvidas Sabonis. Yep, right. Like yeah. it, it's that's, the that's best footwork. Like him and Joel Embiid probably as the bigs have the best footwork in the game, and see, his shot making ability around. The rim is all angles. It's different angles of attack. It's a bonus. It's Arvidas Sabonis in terms of the passing and stuff, but overall offense is better. (laughs) He's really, really good. put KD on the block, man. Come on, man. That's cheap. But he can also take you outside. and and, I I mean, how do you want it? He can do it how you want it. So, Keith, here's a couple things which concerns you about the series, right? Number one, Mm -hmm. Phoenix takes a ton of mid-range shots, which – Probably the most difficult shots to take in basketball, right? Like they have a steady diet of that. Probably like forty to forty-five percent of their shots are, are mid-range. So last night you saw a little bit of the steam come out, especially when you travel to high altitude, right? When you increase the tempo of the game, like your conditioning gets factored into coming from the desert to the altitude, right? You see Devin Booker had more missed shots than he had made shot attempts last night. You see KD be a little bit less efficient, and now you're talking about two games in Denver in which Denver smacked Phoenix, right? Both games in Phoenix were pretty close, where you saw the game of Jokic travel. So uh, those are tendencies that just lead you to think that's why you think Denver's the better team. Not to mention Denver has home court. So even if it's an even matchup, if they're winning at home, is Phoenix going to have to get one or they lose a series? And then, Key, you got our boy CP3 sitting courtside last night, and you're wondering, okay, when he comes back, you can play faster by kicking the ball ahead, but at the same time, that lateral movement with the groin injury, coming back in game six when you have to guard Jamal Murray, you might be okay north to south. But when you start moving east to west, and then the game is a 48-hour turnaround, if you do win game six to game seven. So do you give back him one in, more? I mean, you have to bring him back, right? But you no, probably, I'm saying do you give him one more game, let's say because they were able to get two at home. I mean, I don't know if I'm bringing him back game seven. I probably want to bring him back game six. Do you bring him back seven and and let him get the extra rest? I probably bring bring him back game six, Key. I bring him back game six, and I I say, hey, playing faster means kicking the ball ahead more. Like kicking the ball ahead to D-book Kevin Durant. Is he he ready to play, though? I don't know. Is he ready to play? It seems like he was questionable for game five. So it makes you think that. And you know Mm -hmm. CP. CP will play through stuff. Can I tell you what I'm really hot on, though, this morning, Key? Um Whoo, bear with me. Mm. You know, I don't think DeAndre Aiden's going to be back on this team next year. I really don't. Now, last night, he got kicked. He had a rib injury, right? But there was a point in the game where I saw him literally getting barked at by Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. He got off the bench key and walked down to the other end of the bench. And this has been an ongoing thing with Aiton. There was a reason why this team was trying to keep Jay Crowder because Jay Crowder was one of the main people that could calm DeAndre Aiton down because 
He was getting steamrolled last year. It is the biggest topic in Phoenix. I was on Phoenix radio yesterday pretty much saying, please, Lord, can we please have DeAndre Ayton have one signature game, Key? Let me give you a couple of stats about Ayton, okay? Plus minus. You know, we measured the efficiency of the game. Game five, he was minus 21 last night, led the team. Game four, minus 13. In a win, still led the team. In game three, minus four, tied, right, for leading. Uh, got benched in game three. Okay, Jock Landell playing more minutes than him in game three. And then in game one, minus 21 again. Jokic versus Ayton, averaging 35 points per game, 14 rebounds per game, 10 assists on 51% shooting from the field, 47% shooting from the three-point line. Number one pick in the draft. Number one pick in the draft, Key. So you're having Jock Landell who's playing more minutes than Ayton. All you, Aiden has not had a double-digit rebounding game yet in this series. And all you're asking for is effort. Effort in a game in which CP3 is out, Kevin Durant is needed to do everything, Devin Booker is needed to do everything, and you're sitting there questioning the will and the spirit of DeAndre Aiden. He's getting yelled at on the bench by D-Book, and Kevin Durant leaves a timeout to go sit at the end of the bench. Like on that possession where he got kicked, I know he got kicked. Well, my, my man didn't even make an effort to get back on a defensive That looked end. to me like he was actually legit hurt, like he oh, couldn't. Okay, f- yeah, I, I that, get it. That but, one, I hear what you're it, saying. It, but it, that like, t- it just follows the theme of all these things we keep seeing about DeAndre Ayton. And at some point, at some point, it's going to be like the Tim man. Yo, do you got a heart or not? Because I know if somebody was giving me the business key, I, I'm visually looking pissed off. I'm looking angry. Like, I'm hot. Like, his whole demeanor is just like, hmm. The whole game, Key. I ain't never seen nothing like this before. It's the biggest kept secret in Phoenix that nobody is talking about nationally. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how it's not a bigger story. Well, I, 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 because I probably think he's such not a he's not that significant of a piece for them when you got Booker and Kevin Durant. And then you got CP3, who's going to you know uh, hog up the headlines as well. And you are right about but, DeAndre Ayton and the effort. I, I didn't until you just really said it. I, I saw it, but I really – I'm just like maybe that's just how he plays. Um, his energy level and his motor certainly isn't high. And I think he's just overmatched. That's what I look at. I'm like he's overmatched and he realizes that he's overmatched and he needs help. What's, what's your thing that you don't like about Jokic? How, how does he move again? Show me the move. <laughs> All right. So, it's like slow and methodical, right? Yeah, it's, it's effective, though. How the hell does he beat DeAndre Ayton down the court multiple possessions last well, night throughout the game? Because he gives the effort. It's uh, all effort. But uh, Ayton is supposed to have speed, fast, fast Yeah, twitch. what you're saying is you're no. the number one pick in the draft. You're supposed to Look be this me. complete franchise-type player. You're not that. But at least you can use your athletic ability with some effort to at least be a pest on defense at, to the look, other look guys, the other look, team's look star. Yeah. Look, he beats him down the court. Yep, yep. That's, was that's that after? Never ha- wait, was no, that after? He no, got- that should never happen. Because on the play where he got hurt, but Max has happened multiple times throughout this series. That's yeah. not this okay. game. It's just it's, it's pure effort. You know that it's hustle and it's effort. Okay, it's in five games, to, Phoenix has to want to. In five games, Phoenix has lost his uh, his Phoenix with his last 148 minutes has lost by 59 points with him on the Oof. floor. P U. meantime, forty. In his last five games, and in, in it's 148 minutes, they're down 59 points. Jokic, meantime, who was a second-round pick, not the first overall pick in the draft, 
Another triple-double, as you said, putting up Wilt numbers. Nuggets up 3-2 on KD, Booker. No Chris Paul right now, but he was on the team when the playoffs started. DeAndre Ayton and company. By the way, how did Porter only finish with 19 points? I just looked it up. I was like, he must have gone for Bruce Brown he had 23. so hot early. <laughs> Yates, you had 20. You had a parlay with Porter going for 20. I had a parlay you with had to... going for 20 and uh, James Harden going for 20. He had like 20 in the first quarter. How could you not hit that? I can't believe he was on 19. All right, speaking of effort, the Sixers game. The Sixers are now a game away from the conference finals. Is it time to give Doc and Philly to put some respect on their name? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Well, they heading are going in, back to Philly, too. Ooh. Heading into game three. Sorry, five. Heading into game five, nodded at 2-2. A lot of people are sitting here going, look, Embiid hasn't had a good game yet. Because he's hurt and he's easing his way back, sort of. And even when he scored, he had a good game in terms of scoring, but it wasn't still really Embiid. Well, what happens when Embiid starts to dominate, right? And I'm like, eh, but the Celtics are going to start bombing threes. And, well, what happened was Embiid dominated. Sixers up 3-2 on the Celtics. Yo, shout, win. shout out to Alan Gates and Officer Pat Costello for giving the game plan yesterday. Woo. And the game plan actually coming to fruition. <laughs> Pat Costello yeah. was talking about Tyrese Maxey. He went off last night. Maxey game. Maxey. And then Yates, what, what, was your, what was your point? I just want you to reiterate Needed it. Needed Tobias Harris to get activated, man. Yep. Got activated. Shout out to Keyshawn, too, for just <laughs> being a 76er fan. Tobias Harris's first <laughs> decent game. Magic How are you going to shout out yourself? Well, I mean, you didn't do it, you know? Somebody's got to do it. Producer Pat Sixers keys to victory. Score more points than another team. Shocker. That's a great one. Activate it worked, Tobias by the way. Harris. It happened. <laughs> From Yates, Maxi, more involved. There and we go. You know what we're not talking about, by the way, and it's going to get completely forgotten. James Harden was excellent. I don't know. what He, he finished with a triple-double, well, didn't he? He was no, ex- he, he his, came up a little short. He, I, I think he only had nine boards. But he almost played like yeah. a version Eight of CP3 point guard where he knew when to shoot it high. Even that deep, deep three shot was the right shot. He knew how to get everybody involved, keep everyone. I thought he played an excellent game, Jay. And Embiid was outstanding both ends of the floor. I mean, after game four, right, when Al Horford and they got physical with him and you felt like his game was slightly off, I mean, he just had his way. I, look, it, when uh, their offense is predicated off, you go high ball screen with James Harden, Joel Embiid, 
you go, you know, low post, ISO on the block with Joel Embiid, or you go ISO James Harden. And everybody else does the classic NBA veteran line. Yo, get in where you fit in. Like Tyrese, but that, that is their primary offense, and it's based off Tyrese Maxey creating plays in transition, get going offensively, that spark, Tobias Harris making those, and, and they dominate you with the mid-range game. I mean, both those guys can knock down the mid-range game, whereas vice versa, we have a Boston Celtics team that just seems one-dimensional offensively. Yeah. It's like either they're getting to the rack for layups or they're shooting threes. Live or die by the three. Most games with 30 points and four blocks. This is on ESPN2 right now. Last 30 postseason, Shaq's got 15 games of 30 and four in the postseason. Hakeem got 14. Duncan's got nine. Embiid's already on five. I, pretty good company to be in. Pretty good, by the way. They may, they could win the whole thing this yes. year. It's possible. Could you imagine if, you know, Jimmy Butler's, you, you chose Tobias Harris over me? Could you imagine if you swapped Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler? This team, but, would, this team would, be a, would be looking at a dynasty right I, now. I, I know there are potentially two more games. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see how Boston can react on the road. But with the Heat being up 3-1 to one against the Knicks playing tonight at yeah. Madison Square Garden. Oh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be the Heat. This, <laughs> just to bring this back full circle, like – Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler on the same team. That was the squad who lost to the Kawhi Leonard shot in the corner up in Toronto. A right? hair away, really, a from hair running away the from table. getting there. Yeah, yeah. Like, and there's so much there. It's like, oh, okay, like that's what you chose to give Tobias that bigger contract when you felt like, but like the persona now of this 76ers team, and you're not going to see it in the stat line. Yo, PJ Tucker has his DNA imprint no all doubt. over this team. No doubt. When that's he like barked at Embiid, like toughness, grit. Like, it almost matches – it's not Jimmy Butler, but the energy levels almost seem like they match That's each other That's what he's doing bit. there. P.J. Tucker is there to get in Embiid's face in game four. When Embiid is – he's scoring, but he's not really asserting himself, and P.J. Tucker's there to get in his face and being like, we need you. Stop it. Stop this nonsense. Come on. Key, this is your squad. You got them in the finals, right? I, I do. I like the 76ers in the finals against the Lakers. That's what I want to see. Um, not just because – you know, the, the Celtic thing and the Laker thing. I just think that when you look at Doc Rivers and you look at James Harden and, and obviously Embiid, their time is now. It's like fully gelling. When James Harden came over from Brooklyn and he didn't play well, everybody was like, oh, well, this dude, he's out of shape. He's this, that, and the other. He's redeemed himself thus far in the playoffs. Coming into the playoffs, it was all about, you know, you heard individuals talk about his playoff success, the lack thereof as if he wasn't good ever in the playoffs. He certainly is showing something different now. He didn't light up the, the scoreboard last night, but he didn't take a lot of shots either. Um, but he, he led you know he led the team. They followed his lead. And then Embiid, I, I, I don't go back. I don't want to go back to Joker. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't help but, yourself, but man. I can't help myself. Embiid's better than him, man. I don't know. He's better than well, him. I don't know. He, it I, he's looks, better than him. Now. I, I don't it, it know. He was great different. last night, looks, but I don't know. Different. I don't know if that equates to better. By the way, talk about different. matchups, how it could be KD-LeBron. We no, could just, be I heading like for how, a finals, Embiid, Jay, Jokic. I like how he puts the ball on the floor. I like how he plays defense. I like how he moves around. When he's healthy, he, he completely is a different player, man. Yeah, he, the defense I, probably I, tips I, it for him. I am going to tell you that I find myself – rooting for Joel Embiid. And that's hard because I'm a huge Jason Tatum and huge Jalen Brown fan. And I love their guard dynamic play that Boston has. 
But like over the years, seeing Joel and B come up short, seeing him cry in the tunnel, and people questioning, me included, his ability to play through some injuries. And last year, you felt like things were going to go right, then he got hurt again with the face mask. And the fact that he's playing through an injured knee right now, like he's still coming off and he's on an injured knee. Yeah. Playing through it, having that kind of impact on the game, you just feel like, yes, okay, Joel, let's go, finally. 33, I mean, 7, and 4 on offense. This via Kirk Goldsberry, though. Listen to this on defense, okay? So this is where I think you're probably right, Key, because he's also a great defensive player, Embiid, and Jokic is not. Celtics were 8 for 26 when Embiid was the primary defender and 4 of 15 when he contested their shot, including four block shots. So he's really getting it on both ends of the floor at the highest possible level, Embiid. And, and it looks – and the reason I say it looks different to me, Jay, and you're right, just because it looks different doesn't mean it's better, right? It, I get it. Both of them are efficient in the way they play. For a big dude with a large trunk like that, He's got some explosive stuff to him. Oh, he, yeah. He went – so when I'm watching it, that's the sort of stuff that I'm looking, right? I'm looking at that. I'm like, damn. Okay, you know, he, this dude shouldn't be able to run the floor when he decides to run the floor and get down there. He shouldn't be able to accelerate the way that he does, and he shouldn't be able to jump the way that he does at that size. I mean, shout out to Drew Hanlon, who is his uh, workout coach, who works out with Jason Tatum and all the best in the world, by the way. Said he's the most skill, one of the most skilled players he's ever seen in the history of basketball. So maybe, his size so maybe, is most skilled. Maybe that's the word that I should use then. Skill. His skill set yeah. is different, and yeah. So therefore, I like him better. And by the way, on, on it, offense, it, 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 I don't it, think his skill set is better than you. I think Jokic, if anything, probably has a better skill set than Embiid it, on offense. There's more rhythm to Joel Embiid's yeah, he's, game, whereas Jokic is more unorthodox, which well, makes Embiid it can super jump. difficult yeah, to guard. Right? Super Kevin Durant talked about it. He can run. And like, super but he's in an unorthodox bucket. Yeah. Yeah. No, 24-7, right? It's yeah, because when you hold it up this high and you're already at the rim, you can just go like that. But last thing, it, 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 this narrative has changed. I don't think the narrative has really changed on Joel Embiid. We're just watching time pay off for Joel Embiid and finally getting there. But we do have to start talking about the narrative changing around Doc Rivers because we've, which is deservingly so, we've seen some collapses by Doc Rivers. But now you're actually seeing him implement the right strategies to get a huge win on the road in Boston in game five, which no doubt. I cannot wait now that we've finally given the 76ers their props. And I'm not going to set up with the butt, but like we, we need to talk about said Boston. It. I know. Yeah. But We're going we to talk about Boston coming up, and here's you a little food but. for thought. I know. Hold. I waited a whole seven minutes to say butt, Key. We're going to talk about Boston. Here's a little food for thought. Does Boston have a dominant big? Does Boston have a dominant big? No, no. Right. Philly does. The Lakers do. Wait, I thought Den- she was teasing that. Denver does. Yeah, but we the, lost the, the, the three, The three teams you like right now to win the finals <laughs> have dominant bigs. I thought you were going to give people like That's a little thought. food Some- for thought. The league might be changing again. <laughs> but you should have teased it, though. No, no, no I, that's I, the food for thought. I, now I we're going to get them the answer. We're I getting to Joe Missoula now, Jay. Don't give them the that, answer. That, that wasn't a tease. God, this is the tease. This guy. Is the series proving that Joe Missoula's in over his head? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. We are Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. I remember when this song came out, the original song. Fresh. Yeah. Speaking so, of pet insurance, Key, do you, do you finally have pet insurance on your dogs? No? I, no, no, I, I, no, I just no, ask because no, it gets me every time, no, and whenever no, my no, dog no. needs, like, oh, he needs a hysterectomy, no, I'm like, oh, oh no, I should have got the pet Jay, insurance. If you remember, no, I, I rolled my eyes and was like, seriously? If you remember, a couple months ago, I talked about taking the dogs to the vet. Yeah. Remember I was saying that how the vets are hustle? Yep. And the insurance game on, on the dogs are hustle. Well, insurance in general is a hustle. But, yes, I, we have insurance on the dogs, but apparently we did not have the proper insurance oh, see, at that's... the time. <laughs> but it was insurance. It just wasn't the proper insurance. And so when we had to have the surgery on the dog, it obviously cost us some out-of-pocket money that was ridiculous to a whole nother level. Now, it was one of those decisions that you had to make because you got kids. It's like, do you have the surgery or do you not have the Look surgery? Look at the dog like, I love you, homie. You got to fight through it. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, you can't do it like that. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't do Teddy like that. Yeah. I had to just go on and just... You got to cover the cost, yeah. yeah but the or else who would leave insurance. a dog hair all over the foot of your bed, right, Key, if... You- it's no, on the, bed. They say, on, the bed, on the bed. On the bed, on the bed. We started with those dogs. Please. That's a whole other story. But I'm not going to get off this uh, real quick on you, Max. We just you teased something yeah. prior to this segment coming up right here. Sure. And you said food for thought, but you gave the thought. No, you can't and the give answer the to the, the food, food for thought. Wait, I'm going to get a headache. You got to say, hey, here's Guys, the food that you could. There was. Have. Let me be very clear. No, I just I don't want. I was going to tease Missoula because you have things to say about Joe Missoula, Jay, and he, there's sound we want to play. I just said food for thought based on the conversation that the three favorites to win the title oh, all have sweet. dominant bigs. So the that's so here's the, way, the food. Here's the food for thought. Is it getting back to a league up, of dominant though. bigs? That's all just a little thought. No, that's not that's not the way you teed it up. But it it's okay. It wasn't a tease. You, but you, you should have made it a tease and just make it two teases. 
Well, you so sweet. All right, so later in the Ooh, show, we're well, going to talk well, about whether or not. ruined. You ruined 30, 30 it. 30 years of swick. It was a little business. thought of it, a nice uh, little observation. For a guy so smart sometimes, I wonder. All right, I, I can't 30 years of slickness plus. <laughs> you want to know. Is this series proving that Joe Mazzula is in over his head? And I'm going to play you that sound in just a second, but Jay... You read me something. It was a scouting report during the commercial break. Oh, Key, we, you got to hear this. We, 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 let's get back to the Phoenix and stuff. I, I know, but like, we're, let's go down the Joe Mazzula route. Okay. Because we're going really to hold high. off. We'll hold on now. That's a tease. I have something to talk about as it relates to AA. <laughs> and you also. <laughs> down the line. But, you just blew. Wait. You just got on me about ruining a tease. You said we, Phoenix and Aiden. We were just talking about Mazzula. The you whole to point was doing? to read the scouting report and Key, say, I guess can't. who they're talking about. Key, You've okay. ruined the surprise. No, I didn't. You, no, he yeah. didn't. No, I didn't. No, 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 no. He never. All he said was I got something to say about Aiden. Yeah, that's it. No. All right. But okay. So All you right. got something to say about Aiden, which means that time spent listening will still be around. Yes. Listening, we're not hearing, Aiden. Max. You're right. hearing That sounds it. awkward to say out loud, but you get it. I'm talking to like Abbott and Costello over Pause. here. All right, listen. Joe Mazzula, <laughs> is this go. series proving that he's in over his head? Here he is at the post-game press conference. It says... He's not the Celtics guard, by the way. He's uh, the Celtics coach. He's yes. a Celtics coach. Turn yeah, that G obvi- into it. That was obviously a, a typo. Yes. On, Dealing with a lot of people making mistakes. It's okay. You're, All right. Here's Joe Mazzula. Did you guys play as hard as you could? Listen to the question. Listen to his answer. Joe, did you guys play as hard as you could after tonight? Um, I think we had the right intentions to play as hard as we could. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right in, t- in, in such a big game to, to not be able to have that energy. It just seemed like you guys started. It seemed like a January game. Um, what do you attribute to that? Is there something going on, do you think, that needs to be looked into deeper with this team of, as to why you can't kind of expect them to play a certain way every that's night? It's a, a great question. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I think when you have the intentions of really, really wanting to win, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, work out for you well sometimes. And so I thought we had intentions of really, really wanting to win and trying to win it. And uh, sometimes when that happens, it has a, a negative effect. And so um, I think we just have to you know, play with a freer mind. Uh, take a deep breath, and um, regardless of the situation, we just got to be ready to play. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Did you just – can we play back that last part again? Did you hear what he just said? Now, I, and I, I like Joe Mazzula a lot. A, a lot. Oh, the kiss of death from Jay. Go ahead. But, like, we have really, really good intentions on wanting to win, and sometimes that just leads to bad things. What? What does that even mean? It's game five at home. Your team was just in the NBA championship last year. How the hell does this team not come out with a sense of urgency? Yo, this has been an ongoing theme. I've been talking. I'm going to say it. I just feel it. I really feel like Joe Mazzula has lost the locker room. Mm. I I do not think just – and I don't know this from talking to players. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to tell you how I feel and what I see. Mm -hmm. If that's Marcus Smart talking about, yeah, our offense has a lot of randomness towards it. If it's we had Stacy calling, Stacy, one of our favorite callers, talking Stacey in, smart. him not utilizing his challenges correctly. 
it feels like Joe Mazzula is in over his head. And I'm going to tell you something. What have we seen throughout the course of these playoffs that we talk about daily, Key? We talk about your Lakers. We talk about the Golden State Warriors. That chess match that we see between Darvin Ham and Steve Kerr. Okay, like let me change up strategies. Oh, Vanderbilt was on Stephen Curry. That worked game one. Game two, it didn't work. Cool. I'll put Vanderbilt on Draymond Green. I'll put Austin Reeves on Steph Curry. Now when there's a pick and roll, they'll switch. Okay, Kevon Looney needs to utilize more pick and rolls. Okay, cool. Steve Kerr, counterpunch. I'll put GP, GP the second in the game. I'll involve him in more pick and roll scenarios. Let him be more of a playmaker. You're seeing counter after counter after counter. Where's the counters with Joe Mazzula in this game? We just talked about what the tier structure is for the 76ers in their offense, right? Okay, pick and roll with James Harden, Joel Embiid. That's one. Okay, let's post-ups with Joel Embiid. That's two. Okay, isos with James Harden. That's three. Why did we have to wait all the way until game five towards the end to see Marcus Smart actually guard Joel Embiid in front of him and Al Horford play off P.J. Tucker, who barely scores or shoots from the outside? Like, why do we finally get that adjustment there, Key? Let me try to balance this out real quick for Joe. Let me try to balance it out. As I don't as understand. He got the job in October, I believe, abruptly. He was a bench guy, wasn't a head coach. So he's, he, I don't want to say he's in over his head. I want to say he's on the job learning. He's learning the job as he goes. So even to the point where, as you say, this is a theme. This is a constant theme. The post-game press conferences saying things that don't make a whole lot of sense. It's new to him. That's the, that's the way I want to chalk it up. Because anytime you're thrusted into something, all of a sudden, you dropped into it and you've never done it before. You're, it's an on-the-job training. And maybe he becomes better for it later on down the line. I mean, everybody's not going to hit the ground running their first time out. I mean, if you think about but, how key. great Eric Sposter turned into a coach – and his first his first year or so was a little rocky now. Key, if but you it, tell me that if you say something on this show, like let me tell you something, so and so has lost the locker room in the NFL. I'm not talking about I'm not talking no, no, about no, no. Jay. But I'm saying, I'm saying I hear what you're saying. You're saying, hey, there, it doesn't mean it's over for him. He can turn things around. He's a new head coach, he's getting experience. But when I hear Jay say someone's lost the locker room, that's not coming out of thin air. I know you haven't spoken to any players. You were very specific saying players. But the information, uh, you know, is not like a fairy didn't just drop it into your head out of nowhere, right? Like, Jay has his ear to the ground. And that, and that, may, be, that may be true. Jay has his ear to the ground. Jay knows everybody in the NBA, just like I know a lot of people in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that those individuals that speak it to Jay or, or, or Jay's knowledge of the game isn't wrong at this particular moment in time. My whole thing is he's new at it. He's new at so it. So he's mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. to have – some head-scratching moments that make you go, what the hell? Yeah, sure. This is, I, I want to keep talking about this, Max, and we'll, when we come back from break. But, Key, there are other first-year head coaches yes. who have had to handle the gauntlet. And I, I want to have an open conversation about how they've handled it as opposed to what I've seen a little bit with Joe Mazzula. Nothing to it. see here. <laughs> More like on the Celtics, segment. obviously. Plus, we teased it many times this segment. And, in fact – um, it's good if you're just listening now because then Jay will not have ruined the upcoming segment by spoiling the surprise, which he did earlier in the segment. You can hear the whole thing on the podcast if you want to download the podcast later. So if you're just picking up the show now, you'll really enjoy this upcoming segment. And if not, 
then Jay ruined the whole thing for you. But listen anyway because it, it, it makes us richer. Thanks. Okay, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. So we were talking Celtics and, oh, by the way, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. We were talking Celtics and Joe Missoula and Jay, the fact that, you know, there's reason to believe that he has lost the locker room, that he's not making adjustments, that maybe other young or, 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 or inexperienced head coaches are starting to make in the playoffs, Darvin Ham, for example. But that doesn't – Key's point is just because it's not going great at the moment mm-hmm. doesn't mean it can't go great over the long haul. When you start any new job, there's a learning curve, right? There are bumps in the road, and it's not always going to look pretty early on. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, it's fair. I mean, that's, a, that's – Yeah, I, I, I wasn't – He's reasonable I, with it. I, he I'm, could be I'm reasonable. Not, yeah, I, look. As you know me, Jay, I'll never challenge your knowledge of any sport whatsoever, whether you know bowling or not. I'm not going to challenge it because you're an athlete and you know people and you're in the circle of things. My whole point in all this is, yes, he's got some head-scratching moments at the presser. He's got some head-scratching moments on adjustments. He's got all those things. But there's been coaches over time and things have panned out for them over time. And, you know, when you look at coaches, some coaches start off with bad, and you're like, oh, man, you got to get rid of this guy. And then the next thing you know, they're winning championship after championship after championship. When Pat Riley took over the Lakers, it didn't go great for him out the gate. You know, it was like, wow, why did he ever take this job? Why did we ever hire this guy? And then eventually he comes down as one of the all-time greats, da-da-da-da. It happens that way. That's my only thing. With him, he was put in this position. Think about it, Jay. If you woke up one morning and all of a sudden you was the Duke head coach, you'd be like, how did this happen? Yeah. And that's kind of how I look at Missoula in this situation. He wakes up one morning and he, all of a sudden, it's your job. That's, a, that's all I'm saying. No, and that's, that's key. Like, First off, you're right. You, that can be exactly right. You can also lose the locker room. Doesn't mean that you can't yes. get the locker room a- absolutely. Back. By the way, winning cures all. Yeah, right. Okay, and, and even though this year feels different than last year, but remember last year they lost a pivotal game five when it was two two against the Bucks, and it was a closeout game, literally and on the road, and they went and they won, mm-hmm. right? And they came back home, they won, mm-hmm. and they advanced to the Eastern Series Conference. Ain't over. So. They've done this before, but this one does feel different, Key. It, it just – and I don't know if it's more so just like the um, 
Jalen Brown not really getting the ball down mm-hmm. the stretch. Like this team is either live or die by the three, and it just it doesn't feel like there is they are as competitive defensively as they were last year. Like it, it, it and, and Jason Tatum tried to do it last night, but it was almost like he just put his head down, like he was myopic. I'm just gonna get up shots and score, like. It's like they lack playmaking ability. It's like either they're shooting the three, if they're not making the three, they're trying to get to the cup, but there's no playmakers. Like the only playmaker really is like Jalen Brown who can get to the mid range and open up the rest of the court for other people. It, um, it just, and, and the lack there of adjustments, like I've seen before, like we've talked about it, it just doesn't seem as there's a lot more trouble trying to figure it out with Joe than there was with Ime Udoka. Does, does it have any, the reason I brought up the bigs. Jason Tatum has said, I'm sorry for cutting you off, no. Max. I apologize. Coach K, I've had Ime Udoka. I've had Joe. Like, I love all these guys. I've had great coaches. Ime Udoka was my favorite coach ever. Mm. Wow. He's had Coach K. It's not like Udoka left be, or had to go because of any kind of competitive issue. It was off-the-court issue. He said Ime Udoka was my favorite coach I've ever had. Yeah. He's had maybe the best coach to ever coach the game of basketball in Coach right. K. Right. That's a huge statement. Yeah, it's it a is. huge good statement. So, look, point. Jay, obviously when you, when you take a job that has success in championship caliber success, if they don't get back to the championship, is this it for Missoula, you think? Or, or will he be back or, or what? No, I mean, look, so many things are happening today, Key. They're going to – I mean, we had all defensive team, first and second team that was announced yesterday. We'll talk about that later in the show. We'll get all NBA teams today. Um, we'll see where Jalen Brown is on that list if he makes that list. But there's a lot of moving parts here. I think Joe Mazzula will be back next year. Um, he, he's gotten the head coach tag. But what happens with Jalen Brown if he doesn't make an all-NBA team? He then becomes a free agent, and he can't uh, – the Celtics can't offer him the max deal that he might get. Another team can offer him that. Um but how does that affect Missoula, though? He ain't got nothing to do with that. It doesn't. It just, I think it affects the, the makeup of this team. Okay. What they decide to do moving forward. There's a lot of – for a team that's had the core pieces together now for a while, all of a sudden you've had a new head coach. You could lose one of your superstars to free agency. You have some contracts that are coming up. It's just the whole dynamic of the team can change. Yeah, people may feel like we can go in another direction because this team is different. I want you to read the scouting by the report, way, by yeah. the way, but maybe, maybe we'll do it next segment. I mean, they got booed off their court last night in game. Again, oh, that, wait, wait, the, reason I brought up, game. the reason I brought up the bigs the earlier, game, Jay, is how much of it, when you say one-dimensional, I do notice A.D., Jokic, Embiid, these guys allow you to do things, not just well, especially Embiid and A.D. on defense, but all three on offense that, you, that, that make you more versatile, right? I mean, is it, is it coincidence? Maybe it is. That those are the three teams that are favored to win the title right now? Meantime, when these playoffs started, I asked the question. I know LeBron's come back to the pack. And I know in the regular season, Giannis and others, and given the fact that Steph was defending champ, can be considered the best player in the game. But could we really disqualify LeBron from that conversation? Like, here we are in the playoffs – are we sure that by the end of these playoffs, we, don't, we look at the NBA and don't say, I think LeBron's still the guy I want. 
Are we sure about that? How impressed have you been with LeBron in these playoffs now with the Lakers on the brink of knocking out the defending champs? Plus, Jay's going to read a scouting report on someone. You tell us who you think it is. KJM, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.